this is Lisa Russick and Misty Lore with the podcast We Are All Psychic. And today we have two amazing guests. They're both podcasters as well, and they do mysterious things. Would you guys like to say hello, Terry and Tom? Um, Dr. Terry Trueblood. And Tom? And I'm Tom Greenhall from Massachusetts. How are you all doing today? We're doing great and welcome. And uh, we have questions for you. Misty, do you want to ask Terry and I'll ask Tom and we can ask them at the same time? Sure. One, two, three. Tom, do you think we're all psychic? All psychic? <laughs> Absolutely. I think everyone has that innate ability. It's whether or not they develop it and listen to it. Very cool. What about you, Terry? No question about it. Absolutely. No question about it. So how did you guys get to that conclusion? Hmm. Well, for me, like, was it work? I mean, does it take a long time? Did you always feel that way when you were younger or did you just kind of slowly build into it? I think I think what people see when they first start into the metaphysical field is they get an opportunity to see people who are really good at it. And when they see people that are good at it, you know, it intrigues them. So they, they study and they look and they uh, ask questions, watch videos, whatever the case may be. And as they dive deeper. Uh, inevitably, they're going to come across data that shows that other people can do it. And if they try some of it themselves, either by having a little class, reading a book and attempting it, uh, some of the basic stuff, they'll go, you know, I think I can actually do this or watching their friends, you know, attempt to do the same thing. Yeah, good. Good, good thoughts there. Seeing someone yeah. else do it really makes a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you have, uh, we're, we're, how about you, Tom? Have you always thought that way or? Um, from my younger days, I, uh, had this sense of knowing about certain things. No, no. <laughs> we call yeah. that no, no. Yeah, no, Missy, no. Missy came up with that. <laughs> you know, know it. Really get dialed in working in EMS. You'd be on the ambulance and you'd go, um, people would be panicking, thinking we had a rush and be like, no, we're good. We got plenty of time. And you just knew. Chilling out and be like, I oh, know, let's get moving. And you just knew. It was a weird sensation. Just had to learn how to trust it. Oh, I bet. Beautiful. That's a good yeah, way to has- use your instincts. Definitely. Yeah. Helping yeah. people in a big way. Yeah. And I feel like like that definitely yeah so listeners this is going to be kind of watchers this is a video podcast on spotify at this moment we are going to say close your eyes a big thing is about to happen close your eyes (laughs) oh i just had this dream I i started a podcast with these two men and misty uh but then it was like something weird was going on. Like they started a podcast about us or something. I don't know. I think I'm just going to go back to sleep. Uh, it's just podcasting too much, I guess. Uh, not enough or something. Well, you guys started uh, a while back. And what have you seen uh, that's been interesting to you as you go do your podcast? Oh, gosh, everything, Misty. I, I, I don't know. We have had a lot of weird things happen, right, Misty? Remember, especially in the oh, first yeah. year or two? Like oh, yeah. a lot of weird, of course, how would you expect? Now, as we did, right. we've done this podcast for three years and it's it's kind of maybe over three years now, but it, uh, it that crazy stuff has kind of calmed down, like the weird stuff in the audio, the things, nothing working, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the fun. That was really cool. And it was like, I don't know why it happened in the beginning so much for the first year or two. And then it's just kind of stopped and we don't really have that problem anymore. I think it's because yeah. we're, we know what we're doing now. Yeah. I think that before. Before we didn't, I think, (laughs) stop it. Because this is what we were meant to do. We were meant to do the podcast. And we were meant to teach people. And we were meant to learn from people. It's just, that's all I can say is it was meant to be. That's what it feels like. And we actually talked about destiny and free will in a podcast recently. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, it's kind of an interesting topic. We haven't, you know, we we dug around in it and I don't think we got anywhere with it, especially like we don't know, of course, there's no manual guide that says, yes, you have free will. Yes, you have. You know, so we kind of got to the conclusion in that podcast where the destiny is kind of where the soul is headed or what you're trying to mature or learn about in life. And so let's say like my example in that podcast was love. You know, like finding out how to have a healthy romantic relationship is, is one of the destinies I'm here for, but I can do it any kind of way, you know? So that would be the free will. The free will will get me to my destiny is kind mm-hmm. of what I, we got to in that podcast. So that's kind of real. What do you guys think about that? You know, I don't know. I get it. I get downloads, you know, high, yeah. end, high end downloads and I, I write them down and I did get one on destiny. I'll have to paraphrase it because I don't have it here in front of me because they're very, uh, almost Shakespearean language, if you will. Uh, but it basically talked about destiny is what you pre-planned for yourself to do. And there's key markers that you really wanted to achieve, but the free will decides whether you get from marker to marker. Okay, yeah, so I like that. Yeah, really how it laid out. And that's what I was told from the other side. Uh, okay. So I think I follow that pattern. We do have free will, but there are markers that we really. Is that like the. Themselves. My guides have explained that's what deja vu is, is like when we're syncing up exactly with something we planned. Yeah, if say. you feel like you've been there before, it's something, mm-hmm. it's almost like being in a, prior to coming into life, you know, of course, reincarnation is a real deal. So prior to coming into life, uh, you um, made those things. And so it's like being in a movie theater where you see the previews. And so when you actually watch the movie, you go, oh, yeah, I know what that is, because you saw part of it in the preview. So the preview is done on the other side. When you come in and you incarnate. You live it out, and then eventually, if you're doing right, you're gonna you're gonna see those spots. So you're that's a marker for me that you're doing well. Okay, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. So yeah, and I guess what what do you guys do for uh, a regular living? Job, job, a job, job. What's your job, job, Misty? <laughs> I work in an office, and we build playground equipment for little kids. That's what I do. And she okay. and she is very good at it. <laughs> I've been trying to get her. I'm a, I'm a professional psychic reader and jeweler. Um, I've been trying to get Misty to come be professional psychic with me, but she says a little longer. She wants a little more time. She can wait on it. <laughs> but I just so I'm opening an office with another psychic friend or who is a professional psychic friend, you know, works in the field. Um like today. <laughs> today I was there. We're, we're setting yeah, it up and it's going to open at March 1st. So, so when you do your psychic readings, are you doing those in person? You do them over the Zoom or phone or what's your normal gig? Ooh, every which way. I, I work for a platform called Everclear and uh, Everclear is the sponsor of our podcast. And um, I do, they don't allow mediumship. So I do mediumship on my own. I have a website. We have a website, www.weareallpsychic.com. And uh, you can get our services. point out while you're talking, just for the viewers, every medium is a psychic. Yes, I agree. Every psychic is a medium. Yes, that is so true. Mediums mediums are talking to somebody on the other side. Mm -hmm. Simple. No, I kind of think we all can do mediumship. Yeah, I know. And psychics are Mm -hmm. reading energy for the most energetic field. Um, And so that's the way I teach it. Can everybody do mediumship? Well, I think so. I think so. Some say yes, some say no. Everybody has had visits from dead love. The ability to practice. You're just getting into the energy field. So, yeah. And the the spirits are in an energy field too. Um, You know, but for me, uh, have you ever done either of you experience spirits? 
other than evil ones. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So you know, you know the feelings they give you, and uh, like someone dies, and maybe you don't ever have any medium experiences, or you think you don't. If someone close to you dies, you'll see like whatever you know. They, they come and they give you signs and gestures and stuff like that. You can notice them or not. Um, but I, you know, that's that's they're in and they are an energy to me. Like when I see them with my eyes, it's very rare. I usually see them in my mind's eye. I guess you guys probably the same way, but occasionally I will see them with my eyes and they move for, they move strangely. Like they're out of time, but they come into our time or into our gym. And I don't know what they're doing, but sometimes I see them and they're always like, they move weird. Um, I'm surprising. I tell people that there is basically two kinds of dead folks. There's the people that die and about 85% that go through the light. And then the other 15% that don't for a number of reasons. One, they want to communicate or they want to do something, but they're basically earthbound. There's the ones that go bump in the night. Ghosts, what we would call ghosts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you're getting good quality data from somebody, it's somebody who's went through the light and still wants to communicate with you. But if you're getting things that go bump in the night and it's a negative experience, it's somebody who typically who hasn't crossed over. And so the mm -hmm. longer they stay away from crossing over, the more lost they get and the more troublesome they become. So why do why don't you think they cross over? Well, That's honestly, I believe that they have either religious beliefs, some kind of um, social conditioning to believe that they're going to go to hell mm -hmm. and they don't want to cross over and or they have some communication that they really want to get to a loved one before they go. Sometimes they just want to wait. For some of them lost. Yes, yeah, some of them want to. Yeah, and what, what they look like, I call them, they, they're in the gray. So the gray are the people that do have the blinders on like this, you know, and they're looking like this. They never actually look up. You have to tell them to look up uh, if you want to move them across. You know, they've got to see their light and they got to be able to go there. And uh, you can have them say a few words to get there, but really it's as quick as thought if they really want to go. You have to want to. Sometimes yeah. you have to have escorts come and assist them. Hmm. So like example. guards, like police officers. Um, I would call them <laughs> <laughs> like listeners. They are officers. So yeah, it's it's fun stuff. No question about it. Is yeah. And uh, now, yeah, you you guys have gotten into some of the more scarier stuff that when we talked before the podcast. Especially, I haven't. I don't, I don't go looking for it. It does happen sometimes. Yeah. But uh, what do you do about those more? I mean, listeners. He was well, telling us that art on our end. He he was telling us before Tom joined us about uh, an exorcism he performed, and it was just fascinating. You probably talked about it on your podcast, I'm sure. But um, we, I don't we talk haven't about them too much. I really don't talk about them. Really, I just, I just do them, and I don't really. I just okay. do them. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I, what, yeah. What do you say? You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, kinda... you know, some people love it. They think it's really cool, and other people are scared out of their minds because they've really been socially conditioned to believe in the uh, how should I say it? the classic uh, exorcism movie style. Right, thing. Reagan. And that's that's not really the game <laughs> how that really. Yeah. Works. And that's well, why I kind of wanted to do the podcast on that. I want people to know what really does happen in a well, real life exorcism. A very quick uh, one. And, and I told you, you know, before that you kind of get a little bit of a reputation if you've done these. So the folks on the other side know you're coming. And so and one really cool example that I had, uh, I had a, a woman call me who I've known for a long time. And uh, she texted me, says, Terry, I need you to call me right away. I've got a problem. And I immediately knew what it was. And, but I was on the phone with another woman from another city with the same problem, same, same exact issue we were working. 
And so I got done with that phone call. And then she'd already said, you can disregard. I started laughing because I knew what had happened. So I called her and I said, so what was going on? She goes, well, I came home and my chandelier above my table, my dining room table was swinging eight or nine inches back and forth for 45 minutes. Wow. I was telling her, get out of here. You can't be here. You know, blah, blah, blah. The stuff you're supposed to say. And I, I started laughing and I said, yeah. so uh, when did it stop? And she goes, when I hit send. <laughs> and it went, boom, stop, dead. And, and then you're like, I, you're welcome. Thank you. You know what? I have to ask you something, Terry and Tom. What do you guys think about the higher self? Because it may be your higher self doing it. Is that a possibility oh, too? Yeah, with maybe with some help? Yeah. I mean, it's a total yeah. production from stem to stern. You don't run <laughs> alone. Yeah. You're never yeah. alone. So, yeah, no question about that. Well, so who do you call upon when you go into these exorcists? Exorcists? Yeah. Well, uh, first, let me say what I call upon doesn't really matter. It's what it's the belief system that you have. So if you're right. a, a very structured yeah. Hindu or Buddhist or Christian or whatever you happen to be, whatever God you believe, you call in, on those yeah. architects, um, you know, and archetypes, I'm sorry, architects. Architects. They kind of are architects. We'll build a mansion. It's really about your, your focus yeah. and your attention and your own energy. I mean, we're all little sparks of God. So right. if you realize the power that you have and what you have access to, how mm -hmm. you access it is completely up to you. Yes. It, it, you know, it just usually comes from what you've been socially conditioned to believe from a little child. Right. And, and you may not even believe it anymore, but that's how you were trained. Still, and so yeah. you tend to go back to that. You know, I don't think I would go in and call call on Krishna and I didn't grow up in the Hindu, you know, I didn't grow up that way. So, uh, you know, I'm going to call typically on what I was taught when I was little. But do I believe that's the limit? No, no. You can do it in many different ways. However, it works, right? Whatever works. Yep. There's a lot of ways. So when these people like that, let's say this woman who called who texted you and she hit send and it stopped. Yep. Um, and you hear you and your team came in and just, well, what, what was so different that she couldn't because she didn't have the right tools. Well, there's a or, couple of things that right? I have found, and this will sound somewhat sexist, but I don't want it to be. It's just what I've been told from the other side. Okay. Um, that in a household, the the man is who they come to first, meaning hmm. you got bad things. They're supposed to go through him. That's so he lets them in. The man lets him in. He's he's the protector. He's supposed to be there. And in her particular case, she was divorced. And I said, so you need to step up and lay claim to your house. You're at a household. Yeah. And mm -hmm. they will come to you then. That's how he it name her house. <laughs> be prepared for that ha to happen. And so we had done a ceremony maybe a month before that, just a real brief thing, you know, where she laid claim to her house and everything had to come through her. You know, it wasn't going to take her kids or any of that kind of stuff. It was going to be her. And so it did. What happened? And, and you heard what happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought that like happened yeah, after that. Yeah. We eventually came over, and I, I, I did a, uh, a removal of a deceased family member who was not crossed over yet, and uh, it was part and partial to the problem. And uh, you know, we actually saw the angelics uh, put an arm under each arm. And, uh, oh, that's, that's so cool. cool. It is cool. I love my angels. 
I yeah. love angels too. What kind of angel yeah, experiences have you guys? Oh my god, too. I love. I'm my- curious. What kind of angel experiences have you guys have guys had? We've had a lot, but I want to hear about y'all's. Tommy, you want to talk about that? I just had one last week. I was working with someone, and um, he had some severe traumas from many years prior. And I asked him to call to his higher power, and I looked over his shoulder, and I could see the Jesus energy form. And about five minutes later, he goes, "Yeah, I called Jesus." I go, "Okay." So oh, goes, I love that. And at the end of it, I said, thank whoever you brought down to help you. And so he's rattling off names. And I said, in St. Anthony, correct? And he goes, how the hell did you know that? That's a family secret. No one knows about that. I go, well, I was just told that. He was here. <laughs> so, he he found you. <laughs> You're a lost cause. He can't keep secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anytime I'm in a bind, I love my angels. Yeah, I was raised. Uh, I was raised Catholic. I don't know about you guys. Uh, Missy, I know about you. What kind of religious backgrounds do you guys have? If your spiritual backgrounds from your childhood. Go ahead, Tom. I was raised Episcopal. Okay. And and what about you, Terry? Any background? Oh, sure, lots of it. No, you only have <laughs> lots. All all the religions. So, yeah, Episcopal. I, I think is, is it. I, I would be the classic wasp. Wasp. <laughs> is yeah. Episcopal, isn't that close to Catholicism? Am I thinking of the right religion or Episcopalian or Catholic friends call it Catholic light? That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, I used to work in a cat. I, I went through Catholic school, but then did not do follow Catholicism. I did go to church or mass a couple times in college. And, but um, when I lived in Phoenix for seven years, I ran sound in churches, main, mainly a Catholic church that held 7,500 people. And then I moved to a Methodist church that held about 2,000 people. So, um, you know, it was really interesting to, to be in a working side of a religious organization because it's, <laughs> it's not what you expect. You know, um, well, maybe it is for some people, but I just didn't expect them to make my job about religion. Cause I, I, the first thing I said to them before they hired me is I am not Catholic anymore. I don't do the Catholic things. I don't, and I will not. So if you ask me to, I will not, and I will quit. And they never did stop asking for me to do those things. So I quit <laughs> after a year passed. And, and then they made me work another three months saying they weren't, they couldn't find anybody, but I just walked out finally had to leave. Cause I mean, they, they shouldn't, it was a job. They shouldn't tell me, yeah, I threaten my job basically without saying so. If I don't genuflect every time I cross the altar, well, I mean, to get the sound stage, I cross the altar six times a mass, and I, there's like eight masses a day. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not Catholic. And that wasn't the only thing they wanted me to tithe my paychecks and stuff like that. And I just, you know, it's not you. work. It's work to me, and it was, you know, and I just think that's kind of strange. You know, the money and the religion put together thing, because the money, if there is any money put into it, a religious organization, it seems like it should go to the people who need to eat, you know, and need health hospital bills paid and stuff yeah. like that. You would think. You would you think, but anything? instead, there's these huge statues. They are beautiful, but you know, get those donated. You're paying for them. <laughs> yeah, get them donated. People who want to do that. So. <laughs> well, you know, my number one client that I have uh, with problems. And this is maybe a reflection of where I live, but it, the number one client is white female over 40 who's Catholic or recovering Catholic. <laughs> I believe and, it. And the, uh, and the number two is Pentecostal and the number three Southern Baptist. And that's been consistent for years. I believe that. Yeah. And, and On our podcast, imagine, we've had mainly Catholics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a control mechanism that people have, and it puts a hell of a lot of guilt on people for no good reason. And it's, it makes you afraid of God. 
God, I don't know God personally. Maybe I do. Some part of me knows God. I think so. Okay. You know what I mean? As, as well, but my brain can't comprehend God. But I wouldn't think that I would want to have a God who would want to scare me. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't praise him. <laughs> I wouldn't want to hell, like, pray to him and ask him for help. Thing. Yeah, they just yeah, it doesn't make sense. Life. The God would fear and make us afraid of him. Although, like the Old Bible, Old Testament, you know, if you follow Bibles and their truth. Then he was pretty wrathful in the Old Testament. The yeah. God, the God. Well, but um, the, the Bible is, of course, is a compilation of many, many books, and it rewritten, was really, rewritten, rewritten. <laughs> it wasn't really put together until you know what three, four hundred A.D. with the Council of Nicaea, and that's where they brought in the quote, what we would call bishops, and they did it for the Constantine, the emperor, and he wanted one text, and so they sit there for years. This is in. This is out. This is in. Yeah. Yeah, until it was finally compiled in somewhat of a chronological order that they currently call the Bible. However, yep. translations were problems, um, not understanding the you know Greek to um, Arabic. You know, there's a variety of issues that come up, and, and those have been revealed in recent times. And even and, just your regular dude saying, "I want an ardent priest," saying, "I don't like that." Women don't need that much power. Yeah, <laughs> there was prior to. That form of formality, there was a lot of women priestesses mm -hmm. that were out there, and that was quashed and yes. uh, over the course of time. And so <clears throat> we're all souls. We come in, and, and I think the world would get along a whole lot better if they knew they came in as a male, as a female, as black, white, yellow, red, brown. We have all been all of those things. Yeah. And oh, Jesus, I totally agree. Jesus said, you know, masters treat your slaves well, slaves treat your masters well. The reason right. I told that was because you're going to reincarnate next time you will be yes. instead of the master, etc. I totally agree with that. Yes. Thank you. Thank and you very much. That's the reason that stuff exists. But until you learn the metaphysical reasons of biblical writing, it looks uh, like you can't understand it. And I always said to my folks, listen, you absolutely have to believe and understand reincarnation before you're going to get into any higher level of consciousness. If you read yep. the Bible without understanding reincarnation, it is a bunch of gibbledygook and it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't, you know, it never will. And when you say an eye for an eye, that doesn't mean a physical eye for a physical eye. It's talking about you will, you will be in karma. a lifetime where you're going to experience something mm -hmm. similar to balance that karma out, you know, and Jesus, you know, he was the one that showed us how to release from the wheel of karma. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always tell people, you know, when he says, you know, slapping on the cheek is karma, turning the other one and slapping that's grace. <laughs> I like yeah. That. yeah. 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 <laughs> both out, shall we? And then we can move on because the, the higher yeah. require that. I, I guess there's just a lot of angry people out there who feel unfulfilled mm -hmm. and or crazy. But I mean, I think at the root of, of meanness probably is a lot of insecurity. And fear. fear. It's fear. And it's, oh, yeah, it's fear. On this side of the veil, there's fear and love. On the other side, there's only love. So yeah. you can't, here, here's a plane of contrasts, meaning salt, pepper, sweet, sour, hot, cold. When you add a series of contrasts, 
that's how you learn and you learn very quickly because while we're in these bag of bones that we're currently hold ourselves, um, that's a very short period of time. We think of it as linear time, but as they say in the Bible, it's alpha and omega. And it, there is no set time. When you go to the other side, there is no time. You can see all those lives at once. And mm -hmm. it's a very simple system. We are the ones that make it very complex because we're mm -hmm. full of these insecurities, fears, so on and so forth. And, uh, and we believe what we were taught by our demigods. And who are your demigods? Your mom, dad, preachers, teachers, aunts, uncles, anybody in apparent authority over you as a child. And they're not supposed to lie to you. You just came from the other side where nobody lied. And now you're a baby. You're three, four, five, six, seven years old. And people are lying to you. They're saying stuff that's hurtful. And you never haven't. It's been a long time since you experienced that. And you mm -hmm. believe it. And then you take it on as your own part of your own filter of life. And that's not the case. So we get a special program we use to remove that from your filter system that's interesting and it'd be great. so cool it'd be so cool if people like i don't know if that's what you do but um <laughs> take someone who's in their 20s 30s 40s anyway like are you thinking like younger like 20s or 30s and see where they have programming show them like not programming but where they why do you believe that because I was told to get them to say, I was told, or I don't know. And then what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know, that's kind of like, the, especially young women and young men in their 20s. Men men have it rough in their 20s now because they have to have everything. It seems like they don't have to, but they're right, expected they're to. Expected. Yeah, I have two young boys, or not young boys. I have two young men, <laughs> sons, and they're they're challenged by that. I and mean, one of them takes it a lot harder than the other one, you know, as far as the duty and have tos. And, you know, his soul is crushed by work. But, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just, he's... I think they have a lot of pressure. And I, I feel like if um, at that age, maybe, because I'm looking, like, I just, I'm like, I think I told you before the podcast, I'm opening up an office with a friend in town to do readings and stuff like that. And I'm hoping to help some of the younger people like realize, especially the ones who had bad, not bad parents, but maybe absent parents or parents who lied a lot, like you said. And they seem to be all alone in the world. I know a lot of them around here, especially women. But now, of course, through my men, my young men, other young men. And they just have no real guidance. They don't have much hope for the future. You know, um, I get it. We do it all the time. Our generation we, never had a chance to come in there and do anything like legally. You know, we got wiped out. Right, Misty. And mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, we just kind of like, well, are they ever going to let any of us in? Probably not. But I think, you know, that's probably why the younger generations in the 20s and teens, they don't know because like what they were taught from people my age in their 40s and 30s, 40s, 50s. That that's our our genre, generation's interests and in, important things that we believe in, but we never got a chance to implement it into our society because the, the baby boomers won't stop <laughs> making the laws. You know, they won't let us in. So yeah. I don't know. It's like I think that might be one reason why they have a lot of pressure on them. They're listening to their great great grandparents' generation, you know, and what they say to do, and everything's totally different. I understand if we didn't have an internet, maybe those values would still work, you know, but it's a lot different now. You can, you can know anything or at least have an idea about something in a minute, you know? <laughs> you can research anything, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, those are the things we do every day, both of yeah. us. Uh, we're constantly in that counseling-type mode, consulting-type cool. mode, uh, seeing clients and, you know, whether it's for spiritual, emotional, whatever, that's really how it works. That is amazing. You can that get is. some real amazing results 
Um, you can. And that's why I do the work I do. I want to help people be happy and find out they can be, they can choose to be happy. And no matter what's happening to you, you can, you can, if you want to change your perspective and be happy. It may not be easy. You know, if you're like being tortured, (laughs) that's when I'd be really challenging, I think. But, you know, say like I'm uh, something I don't like is the mall, public mall. Like there's a lot of people there. I could change my perspective and say, I love them all. I, I will fight that if I keep telling myself I love them all. So I have to find a way to make it acceptable to myself, you know? And um, I'm really good at that too. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just yes. try different angles and stuff with, you know, the thoughts can really, I, you know, like you guys know the tarot, the tarot says the swords are the thoughts and the air and thoughts are bad in tarot. <laughs> um, but I don't think so. I think the thoughts kind of can get us if we use the ace of swords, exactly. not incorrectly. <laughs> we right. can get- we can like cut through any obstacles and restructure mm-hmm. our thoughts with our yeah. thoughts. So, you know, and behaviors and stuff. We, we know mm-hmm. thoughts are things. They're real yeah. and they're focused. They come to life. They're focused energy is what they yes, are. Yes, All the cards do is allow your mind to focus. And then it, you know, will basically send out a message for whatever it is that you, you desire. So, you know, one of the, you know, getting back to some of these things that we do, um, I'm a master hypnotherapist as well. And oh, so, wow. And I love that. And regressionist. Yes. Um, Misty loves that. Yeah. Hypnotherapist. Oh, it's done. Oh, 630. Hypnotherapist. I was dreaming that dream again where we started a podcast, but then we were... Oh, yeah, it was like Misty and I started and then they stopped. Wait a minute. These guys, I think it's like we were interviewing each other. It's all really confusing. 630s early. Um, maybe I'll have a different dream. I like that dream. It's a good idea for a podcast, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Misty loves that. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so one of the, the number one thing that I get people, even even here in the Bible Belt, that I get is they want to have a past life regression. And yes, they want, they that's a big in. thing right now. Yeah, it is huge, and everybody wants to know who they were. And have you yes. done that too, Tom? Do you do the past life? I've done it, but I don't do it for others. I have enough trouble figuring out my own life. You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you've been crazy and wild all those many lives ago. <laughs> Tommy's on the leading edge of very, very uh, important energetic stuff, not energetic medicine, so to speak. Uh, and he's, you know, a client, a licensed clinician. And so he uses equipment where other people who do psychic mediumship use their mind to do it. Uh, he can not a, he can do that, but he uses equipment to help pick up stuff in the energy field. So a very science oriented. Yes, right. Some awesome. of the stuff that yeah, psychic really talk listening. about, he puts it into a quantifiable thing. You can tell him about it, Tom. That's, I would love to hear about that. Yes, because that way the people will accept it better. Yeah. Ooh, it's a science box. It could be a black box with three lights on it, and they'll go cool. <gasps> I got gotcha. you. <laughs> That's so great. I love it. Really I love that. Cool. We have tools to measure the biofield, uh, energy, measure the chakras, the size, the placement. Oh. Where are you? Where are you guys? I'm in I want to go. <laughs> I want to get that done. <laughs> Illinois. Illinois? 
Uh, yeah, I'm in Southern Illinois and he's in Massachusetts near Boston. Oh, and you're in Massachusetts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have family in Philly. I might drive up there sometime and skip on over to Massachusetts. Are you in Boston by chance? Uh, about 15, 20 miles Northwest. Well, my boyfriend's been dying to go to Boston and see the the, ball, the ballpark there for his whole life. So is it Fenway? Is it Fenway Park that's up there? Okay. We're going to be up there probably in the next year to see Fenway Park, hopefully in the next year or two. So um, I'll sure look you up for the tour of the wall, the green monster. The what? For the tour of the green monster. It's the wall of the airfield. Oh, I didn't know that. See, he would know that. He would be like, oh, <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning sports. <laughs> That's really cool, Tom. I, I just, I bet that works amazingly well. Um, so what, how do they react when, when they feel like they're healed by this? And they are healed by the, themselves, I guess, and you helping. Um, Most people initially go, that couldn't have just happened. That's yeah. Reaction, even though they sense the change. They think they were distracted or it's, you know, hocus pocus or it's going to be back in 12 minutes, that kind of thing. Placebo. Yeah. So I make everyone call me within three days and tell me where they're at. And uh, it's always interesting. Yeah, it's still gone. But I know that you just distracted me. Yeah, OK, that's that's good. I mean, <laughs> yes. Oh, I did that in the last three days, but that's OK. And However then, you did it. <laughs> I'm finding more people because I predominantly work with first responders and military folks. More of them are open to this whole idea of the metaphysical world now. Military, especially oh. when I'm professionally mm. reading on phone lines, military call all the time. I love it. Military people really need that kind of help. They yeah. really do. And that's amazing that you're doing it. Yeah, they're opening up to this stuff. So that's that's great that they don't. It have is. To- yeah, it is. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. You know, my hope is we will never have soldiers anywhere on Earth because <laughs> we won't need them. But maybe that's a little far reaching in this generation or time design, time period, but it would be nice to be in Star Trek. I don't know if either of you watched Star Trek, but I think if we ever had a replicator created, then we would have world peace. <laughs> I do believe it. Probably. If everybody had a replicator, nobody would be fighting over anything. You can make whatever you want and everybody fights over objects and money. Well, you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or power, 3, I guess. 3D printing is not too far off. I've got a 3D printer and it's pretty bad, but I mean, in a good way, but um, I, I I don't know what, like use filament and it's like old plastic. I think you can get other kinds of stuff to use on a 3D printer, but uh, like the replicator in Star Trek, if you haven't seen it, or you guys, you have? Of course. No, you know the replicator. So listeners, watchers, if you've never seen Star Trek, they have a replicator. It's like on the wall in the ship, every ship, every room has one and everywhere has one. And you go up to this little window in this machine with a black box with some buttons basically and then mm-hmm. you say uh computer t earl gray hot and and it appears in this little place and so if everybody had one of those we'd never be hungry we'd never want anything like you know if it didn't cost anything you know if you the, the i think they did it in star trek with um the basic the, t- the technology they did to beam people <laughs> i think i don't think it had like feed, you know, like filament. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, just look like a microwave. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> it did look like a microwave. Yeah. They replicate double stuff Oreos. I'm not impressed. Oh, uh, we can make them triples, triple stuffed if we want. <laughs> there, you there you go. So, what you when you guys have done your podcast, is there certain uh, guests that have come up that have been pretty fascinating? Yeah. Yeah, the last one we had, you guys would love the last one we had, Dr. Bill, especially you, Tom, because what you do, you guys, you should get in touch with him, Tom, if you have a chance. I, I can send you his info, but he's a medical professional and on a molecular biologist, but he has figured out how to, and it works. 
to do these healing techniques where he walks you through. And, you know, if you have the machines to show what's happening, maybe you two could get together and work on that. I mean, he's, he doesn't, he's afraid that when he's about to retire and he's afraid when he dies, this will go away. This knowledge will go away. So he's trying to get it. I don't know how he found me. I didn't ask him, but, um, you know, if you guys want to interview him, I, you would love it. His technique is the most amazing healing technique I've had. Oh, Reiki is really good too, but it's kind of more to shift the energies to position them correctly and align the chakras and the emotions and stuff. But what he does is really, I, you just have to experience it. I, can you put it into words? I don't know, Missy, maybe you didn't have as intensive a healing as I've, I've continued to be able to do. No, it. I, I totally believe what, in yeah. what he did. And it's something that I had already kind of believed before we started it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It still I, works I for me, Missy. Yeah. I can still stop all the pain with yeah. what he got me. Well, yeah. that, that that's a great technique to learn. My favorite yeah. guest, I think, is is Courtney's one of my favorites. Oh, Courtney, she's brilliant. Yeah, she's and because, and she she did um, a reading for me, guys, and um, kind of like past life regression, kind of in a way. It's hard to describe how she did the reading, but she was spot on, and she was able to help me in so many ways that other people couldn't. And mm-hmm. she was like. She had so much good knowledge. I just, uh, I love her. She's just. I do too. Awesome. I do too. She, she, she is very, she is, she is access. She accesses Akashic records. That's how she yes. mainly works. Mm-hmm. And um, she's probably about, about your age, Missy, with a few years younger than me. And um, she's just, she's, she's in Georgia, I think, or below Chattanooga in Georgia. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she, she always has so much to say. You just, we've had a, a few podcasts with her. Yeah. She has a lot of knowledge. Yeah. And she's funny. <laughs> she likes to heal people. That's her thing. You know, yeah. And that's my thing. So that's yeah. why I really like like her. And we had a molecular biologist on, Dr. Maureen Hughes, but she's uh, kind of refocused a lot of her work on uh, Soma Veda, which is a Thai system of healing, energetic cool. stuff. And so, yeah, she's she's like a instructor. Yeah. On that. Yeah. yeah. Like energetic healing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It's her background as a molecular biologist. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so what Dr. Bill had said that was interesting, you might relate to this, Tom, as someone who's a medic, you know, knows medicine and the body. What Dr. Bill had kind of said is that I I implied this and I think I asked him and he said yes or something. I don't know. But he, because he knows the body when he does the healing, he can he he can actually feel the organ. You know, I can do that too. feel all the organs. I don't know what they are, though, and what goes to what, you know, he knows what their scientific names are. And, you know, he can go like your large colon is this and this and your C4 is, you know, and, uh, you know, so he when he did mine, he could tell me everything that was wrong. And it was because this is stuff that's been wrong that the doctors have told me. And he's like, there's even more going on, but I don't feel pain than I do his technique. So, I mean, you'd be you'd love to learn that kind of stuff. And you probably already know that kind of stuff, Tom. I don't know if you worked with anyone on it, you know. That stuff I do because I've been a paramedic for over 30 years. So I've got Yeah, that. he knows. Yeah. That's a lot cool. of times the stuff I'm working on is the energy field. So I'm trying to catch it before it becomes a physical manifestation. <gasps> there you go. There yeah. you go. He is in a perfect field. I'm telling you. That's yeah. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's always in a three layered system. It's in the spiritual, then it goes into the emotional field. If it stays in the emotional field long enough, then it becomes a physical issue. So by the time you see a physical issue, there's been years typically uh before we get there so you know what would the back be well i have uh hypermobile ehlers danlos syndrome it's a chromosome disorder how would that be how would you perceive that as a in the metaphysics how would that be and it's just the pain uh, and when i was younger it mainly manifested as psychiatric problems and um it's, it's, now it's, it's pain i had bones burgers growing all over my it's scalp it's in your thorac th- uh, thoracic spine 
it's all over my spine. I have bone spurs growing all over my spine. But that's yeah, the the scoliosis is my thoracic. Um, but the neck is just a mess and my lower back and hips are just a mess. I mean, because of the bone spurs growing and I have disc degeneration too. That could be saying I need a backbone, need to stand up for myself. But uh the spurs I don't understand, you know, as far as like, you know, or it being a chromosome disorder. How would that be? You know what I'm saying? Like the genetic disorder, how is that fit metaphysically into a life? You know, I'm trying to figure that out. Do you want to go, Tom, or you want me to go? Uh, I think it's both, you know, because you have usually if it's the spine, it's going to be strength and structure. And so stability, all those things. I never have stability. <laughs> I have a lot of like inner strength, but not, I, I structure my life my own way. But that's because I work from home. I don't do it like everybody else. You know. Um, but the backbone thing for me, uh, I've never stood up for myself until the last few years. So uh, that's been that resonates with me. But my back just hurt more. <laughs> and that's why I was angry. And I could take it out on people when they're picking at me. You know, I could stand up better because I was in pain and it encouraged me to, you know, not hold it all in because I was I don't like to complain about the pain all the time because it's just who wants to listen to that. Um, and so it, it kind of having the pain encouraged me or not encouraged me, but gave me more of an ability to stand up for myself because I was in so much pain. I wasn't self-conscious or worried about hurting their feelings. Although every single time I've had to make my boundaries, people, it's it's hard. You know, people don't like it. And I feel real bad afterwards. You know, not feel bad. my back hurts worse, the more I stand up for myself. And then this Dr. Bill came along and now it doesn't hurt. That's kind of cool. <laughs> well, the birds are just uh, irritation with different things in life, particularly related to your, um, well, if you want to call it standing up for yourself, but shouldering a lot of um, additional responsibilities for your family too. Typically for females, the, the pain area that's, most predominant is going to be basically right where the bra strap, bra strap goes crossed right through that area. Mm -hmm. I have a, have a scoliosis right there. Yeah. So if they're shouldering a lot of extra work that should have been spread out to other people or they feel like they are doing that, a lot of times you'll see those kind of results. No, my parents don't let me do anything for them. Right now, they're letting me help them. My dad broke his neck in four places a month ago and he lived and he's walking with a walker and he went through physical rehab and stuff. But um, that's this is the only time I would always ask him, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do that? No, 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 no. But now they're finally letting me help. <laughs> I try to help, but they, they I'm kind of the black sheep of the family. They all have money. They all have established careers and, you know, they have a lot of money. Everyone in my both sides of my family are very successful. And I'm not. And uh, well, as far as money goes, as what they consider success sometimes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but. Um, well, of course, lower back is all. They don't need my help because what can I do? <laughs> from, a, their, from their point of view, I can't really help. So lower back, especially in males, is related to oftentimes financial stability and just feeling like you're being supported. And so it can it can go both ways, though. You know, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. It can go both ways. Yeah, it's an issue. And um, it is I, my whole and I have bone spurs everywhere on my skeleton, though, everywhere. I don't get annoyed by much stuff, but I don't suppress it either. I don't know if it's so much the little things in life. It kind of feels like I'm building a new structure of security but it's not a very good one. <laughs> you know, it's it's not necessarily going to support me. It's just kind of filling space for what I wasn't able to do earlier in life, maybe. But I don't understand if it's a chromosome disorder. I was born with it. Am I born with this karma? Well, your chromosomes, you know, are determined before you come into 
life because you're going to have try to you're trying to learn something while you're here so if this provides you with some learning opportunities that you otherwise wouldn't have then it's oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Patience. and medicine it liked, i learned a lot about health because of all the health problems i've had with uh eds you have every health problem and uh you know i've learned how to fix a lot of them with essential oils and tea because <laughs> i'm not a doctor <laughs> i can't prescribe myself stuff my doctors don't help me so some of the people I work with, their specialty is genetics. And so you may have come in with a chromosome issue, but it doesn't mean it had to manifest because there's epigenetics right above the gene, so to speak. So really, I was, I don't know what that, what that means of the epigenetics. So the genetics is the chromosome dispositions. So okay. you have a gene that says, I'm going to give you ailment. X. Oh, no, no, this happens. This happens no matter what EDS, both parents have to have it or it can just generally mutate it's on the chromosome disorder it's not a, it's not a genetic mutation so um as far as i understand it's like different it's like the chromosome is structured differently um as what i was explained but like i said i haven't seen a specialist because they won't let me see a specialist and my, with my insurance until i get tested genetically and they just keep pushing it push it back and i haven't had yet so you know it's medicine and, and where i live there aren't specialists so i have to go a few hours away so you know so uh, on your show, what is your primary focus? What are you guys trying to get across to people? That we're all psychic. <laughs> and, well, yeah, I got the title uh, part. That's I mean, it. That's all we want to do. Nice. And just educate people. We love to teach people about the topics. Okay. And we love to uh, get the listeners. Uh, Missy often gives them homework. And we get the guests to tell, like, uh, like teach, basically, most of the time, or just tell their experiences. We really want to reach the people who are younger at, or our age or older anywhere, but they haven't really delved into this stuff yet, the metaphysical life or the metaphysical ways, or they just want to know about how to do it themselves, or they don't know and they want to learn more. So that's who our, our audience is, uh, is, who we try to really teach and show stuff to. And the, usually our guests are people who either are learning this stuff or, you know, uh, professionals in the field or teach it. Yeah. Right. I got it. Well, is there um, books that you recommend to people? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah recommend our book. Yeah. <laughs> it's a journey of souls, life yes. between lives uh, by Michael Newton. You guys are PhD. Yeah, you guys have probably heard that. That's the one we love to recommend. So that's my number one book that I recommend. It. I think it kind of pops your bubble. Yes. If, you, if you've been in the classic, uh, I'll call it religious bubble. Yeah, it's amazing. Think outside the box. The journey of souls. Yeah, I really believe that's the that's the way to go. Another yeah. one I use sometimes for people who are running into things that go bump in the night is one called The Veil. It's a short little book. I'd call it a two evening book. Um, and it's done by Blake Healy. He's a minister, but he's been able to see angels and demons since he was three. Oh, wow. And, which is cool. And But he takes the scary out of it for people. So they kind of understand what it's all about. That's and cool. Those are all both really nice books. Um, another one I like is uh, Becoming Masters of the Light, Darren Owens. And that's really got some good data in it. He does a great job putting that book together. Who's, who's the author? Darren Owens. Okay. And what I was the name of that second book you said? The Veil. The Veil. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Dr. Er, it's Blake Healy. And um, last I knew about him, he was living in Georgia uh, with, you know, wife, kids, that kind of stuff. So anyway, but that's, those are, those are some good starter books for people if they really want to get into the metaphysics. And once they get done with those, I typically say, okay, you get done with that. Call me. We'll talk. 
and then we'll decide which way you want to go after that. Yeah, and you figure where, what they learn. Yeah, there, learn. there are so many branches off in the metaphysical field that you can specialize in. Yeah. If you want to specialize in psychic things, you can. If you want to specialize in Reiki, and I always say a Reiki one class, because I'm a Reiki master too, a Reiki one class is a really good introduction to energy. Energy healing. Yeah, I took Reiki one. That's, and that's a terrific it. way to get started if you're interested in uh, that whole concept of the totality of energy and you have access to it and you can move it. Because really, in my estimation, what you're doing is you're doing a photonic transfer. So you're taking a high vibratory state over a low vibratory state, the low vibratory state being illness or injury. And when you put the high vibration on the low vibration, it overcomes the low vibration, thus the healing. And so it's really everything comes down to vibration frequency, per, perhaps, uh, within, in conjunction with the vibration. So which yeah. is in hand. So that's if, if you don't get those basic concepts down. And I, and I do tell people this because I'm a medic, too, and uh, taught lots of EMT classes for years and years and years. But what we're doing now for people in the hospitals will look barbaric in 30 years from now. I agree. Mm -hmm. The light therapies, the sound therapies, et cetera, et cetera, are going yeah. to over overtake what's mm -hmm. currently going on. I'm yeah. not saying you're still not going to have orthopedic surgeons if you've been on a, you know, you've been in a car crash and, you know, your, your knee needs replaced uh. or something. You're still going to have that. But for typical illnesses, I think there's going to be so many alternative paths. And the biggest fear. I hope you're right. <laughs> yeah, he's right. People, You've seen it too, Lisa. Well, that's right. Morgana told me about the sound Morgana bids. Yeah, about the sound bids. Yeah. And for people in our line of work, so to speak, the biggest fear is that the AMA will come in and assume it, take it over, and knock everybody else out of doing it. So. People can do it in their own houses, though, because of podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they could. Yeah. Some things, some but, things. you know, I'm just saying it, it's it's really where the juncture of medicine and religion come together. So, yes. I hate that they're separated. I hate that they're separated. Well, you know, in the old days, they weren't. You had law, you had medicine, and you had religion all in one person. Yeah. You know, it's typically a prophet or whatever the case may be, or, or rabbis or whatever. They would teach you how to take care of yourself, you know, be givers of the law and also, um, you know, deal with your, your spirituality and so forth. So, yeah. um, but we broke it into three different categories uh, for more focus for each one of them. But they're starting to come together. There's no question about that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. There's so many people wanting it, needing it. Look at the, the healthcare is ridiculously expensive now yeah. with the mm -hmm. insurances and stuff. Mm -hmm. I should have put out. Some, yeah. Should have brought, brought my, some of my uh, things that I get. Uh, some of these illuminations is what I call them. But they, one of them said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing because it was a little longer than this, but said, soon, soon the anchor of Rome will be lifted and the spirit will fill your sails and freedom and understanding will follow. So when they say the anchor of Rome, what are you talking about? Were you talking about the church? That's yeah. The anchor of Rome. Yeah. And so that will be lifted. And in other words, you know, what's a sail? Sail's a holy, holy wind, holy spirit type sail, energetics. You know, you're going to move forward because really, when you go into a standard church setting, and I'm not, I'm just generalizing here. There are exceptions to all this, but uh, you, you go, what you get when you're eight years old 
you get when you're 18, you get when you're 38, and you get when you're 88. So it's the same story, same things. It's almost like they thought they were smart enough to get it the first time. So it's mm-hmm. something I get the people that come in and go, I know there's more than this, Terry. There's way more than this. Where do I go to go from third grade to fifth to seventh and eventually college and actually ascend myself? And I said, well, you're not going to get it church because it's not been set up that way. Not you in these go churches. And explore yeah. yourself. Like what you ladies are doing, you're exploring yourself. And when you do that, that's part of your process of illumination and advancement because there is in the olden days, all this stuff had to be handed down by verbal repetitive memory. Then yeah. we started having language and we would scroll it, but only educated people could read the scroll to you. And then eventually it got to the point where uh, it was written in like Latin and only the priests knew Latin and they would spew forward what they wanted to spew forward. And then, um, then, you know, we got to a printing press and a printing press where you could print uh, Bibles or whatnot. Um, and people could, read it themselves. But, you know, it was an actual a capital offense to have a Bible written in English in England at one point, and you would be killed for it. But Gosh. now <laughs> you actually have beyond the printing press and you beyond the clergy with the internet, you can actually go read the Dead, Dead Sea Scrolls yourself. In your room. In your room, <laughs> in the safety of privacy. In of your, your car. You can read it and you can <laughs> gather what the data says. And the translations, you'll see where the mistakes were made. You'll see where they're correct, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, we're at that point now where you're going to be able to take it yourself. But if you don't take the trip yourself, you're still going to remain in third grade. And maybe that's okay for this lifetime. But maybe the next lifetime, right. you'll get it start to go up. And then the next time you go a little further, that's right. how it works. And it's okay to not get it this lifetime. There yeah. are people that do get it. Yeah, it's all about learning, I think. We're all here to learn lessons, I think. And, you know, and and whether we learn the lesson that we were supposed to learn and we get to move to the next level, and if we don't, then we have to repeat it, (laughs) you know, until you get it right, you know, and and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We did a podcast on radionics, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with radionics, but uh, we had uh, Marty Lucas come in. He's from Iowa. And uh, he did a, a, pod, a podcast about radionics, and it's basically how to use the energies to, he, he does it on crops, agriculture. So he'll broadcast like a Hawaiian prayer over, you know, the cornfield or whatever, and you're getting much, much higher production because that energy sound vibration increases and you can take that same stuff and you'll do it for people and so forth as well uh that is a fascinating show is uh, all about radionics and yeah. i would say you know and in fact you know if you don't know what it is i tell people look at the podcast because you know i ask him i met him at a conference and uh, in a radionics con- conference and i'm like holy crap dude what is this you know and so uh, while i was there it was in uh the chicagoland area um there was a guy, a couple of guys, I called them mad scientists. They were behind me. I had a whole group lined up to see me, you know, going down the hallway and all that. But these guys behind me, I wanted to see, they had this whole thing. It looked like it was on a train track, you know, like a kid's train thing. And they had all these, you know, copper pipes and wires and all kinds <laughs> of things and little batteries all hooked up. And I told them on Friday, I said, hey, I want to do that. What do you need from me? He said, oh, we just need a little clip of your fingernail. I said, 
Okay. So I clipped a little fingernail and gave it to them. And uh, I, then I got busy and I couldn't do it all day Friday. And then Saturday I was, they were lined up going out the door and I couldn't do it then. And so Sunday I went in early, it was the last day. And I said, uh, guys want to do this thing, you know? And they said, okay, yeah. And then all of a sudden I started getting people and I said, and finally I told folks, Hey, Hey, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this. So I just turned back around where these guys were at. And I said, uh, so um, what do we do? He goes, Oh, we already did it. I said, well, what did you do? They said, well, we measured you. I said, well, what did you, what did you measure? And they said, your chi, your light. And I said, okay. And he goes, you want to know what happened? I said, sure. And so he held up a ruler, his little 12-inch ruler, and had all kinds of scientific numbers on it. He goes, just disregard the numbers. But here's the light energy for the average person. It's like 65% for a male, 65% up to the top of that. I said, okay, good. And he goes, you want to know what yours was? I said, Sure. And he says, so you blew off that one. We got another one. You blew off that one. <laughs> another one. You blew off that one. And we got another one. It went up two thirds. <laughs> and I said, bam, bam. Oh, yes, <laughs> what does that mean? And his, yeah, exact, so I was thinking. his exact scientific words was F. I don't know. <laughs> he's That's testing funny. you he's testing and, on you <laughs> it was funny. and i was like uh and he goes i go what do you think it means he goes i think it means you can do whatever you want mm. and other people were standing by me and they started coming over and like touching you are you real like this <laughs> like a monkey in a zoo it was kind of funny and uh tommy's laughing because he actually measured me too and the same kind of thing happened he goes you, you should actually be dead and uh so but it, it, it so it you, you're you may be an enlightened being who chose to stay uh, here and educate i could be a lot of things but i am a mm. fan i like beer and i do eat potato chips on occasion those are not sins. <laughs> no, no, that's how you live. Like, you know, uh, some people incarnate just six. I tell people uh, some of the masters incarnate strictly for sex and chocolate. So chocolate, beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gosh. Oh, it's, it's, it's fun stuff. And I think people need to know that they are made of light. You know, their soul is in there. And you, it, you can see it in their aura because when I teach people how to read auras, you know, we want them to understand that's light coming out of you. And when you get in a meditative state, as you all know, you can massively increase the amount of photonic action going on within your body. And that allows you to do some pretty spectacular things if you know how to address it properly. Right. And then a lot of people just don't know how to meditate. And as a meditation instructor, it's so simple. You don't have to sit in some yoga. It doesn't have to be a certain do all this. Way. No, yeah. you can lay down and you can get in any position you want. Just got to calm your mind and let your mind slip out of your body and like for some people they jog and while they're jogging yeah. they're, they'll get in that zone you know and, just, and some people play in music and they'll just get in that zone. yeah it can be anything that yeah. just puts it's you in a form of space. hypnosis in a way it's like yeah. you drive home in your car and all of a sudden you pull in your driveway and you don't remember <laughs> yeah you know how did i get here hmm. hypnosis yeah. if you can get your mind into that state and let it drift and that's why so many people when they're in their car they go oh i, I you know, they calm down for a little bit and they go, I need to make this phone call and this phone call and this phone call, you know, and they get do a lot of their work while they're in the car because your mind is your frontal mind's preoccupied with driving, you know, your conscious mind. So your the subconscious mind is kind of keep kicking in. And yeah. that's why it's all of a sudden, oh yeah, I need to do this, this, and this, you know, and that's cool. Yeah, it is. Just yeah. don't crash your car. <laughs> Pay attention to what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> or another car with your psychic energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's how that's how it works. 
So do you guys, uh, do you guys, uh, uh, you want to try to do a little reading? You want to try to, do you want to try to read? Yeah, I have to get some cards. I mean, I can do a medium reading, but I don't have my cards with me. Whatever you want to do, whatever strikes your fancy. I'd rather get, I have my phone. I can use my tarot app. I mean, okay, it works yeah, just as well. <laughs> so people get a chance to see what you guys do. Okay. I'd rather well, get my cards. Then. I'll be, I'll, I'll sure, gonna, gonna go get my cards. I'll be right back. I'm going to get mine. <laughs> Are they asking me to do a reading in that podcast? Is this real? I do a reading on the spot. No, is it? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a dream. Oh, it's only 7.10. Ah, so tired. I guess I could... Oh, well, doing reading. Maybe I'll do a really good reading in my dream. If I can remember it. Hmm. I did readings with Kitty Quest, Arrow, Ow, Cats. Podcasts. I got a new deck. Hmm. Who's who's the female that stands behind you? Who me? Yeah. Um. What does she look like? Well, she's a little older, and she's the hair's up, and she just she she's steps back a bit. She's not right on you, so I don't know. I've just been she an you know, older woman or younger. Uh, yes, an older older woman. Mm-hmm. Probably my grandmother. Okay. Short well, curly hair. Yes, that's right. That's brown. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's like my guardian angel, I think. She's always around me. All right. Yeah. I've been noticing. So just while we were waiting. She's she's amazing. I love her. (laughs) She's she's digging what you're doing. I can tell you that. Oh, she does. She loves it. (laughs) I love her. You betcha. She's awesome. Well, I got my cards. I made this deck. Okay. Well, go ahead and do your thing. Kitty Quest Tarot. I made this with digital oh. art of my cats that I've had. Okay, the- so that's available. <laughs> yeah, right. you saw that it's on our website for sale and okay. Etsy. Yeah, perfect. So, um, who wants a reading? Which one do you want to be a guinea pig for me? And Missy, who do you want to read? Which, which one do you want a reading for I'll me? I'll read and Tom. You read Tom, and I'll read Terry. Okay. Okay, there you go. You want to go first, Misty, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, but when you're reading him, those cards are going to fly through the air. They <laughs> <laughs> always do. They already are. <laughs> yeah, they just did. <laughs> Misty, you want to go first, or you want sure, me? To sure, go? I'll go. Yeah. Let me get some vibes from Tom. You read me as 52 pickup. <laughs> yeah, my favorite game. 78 pickup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, you're a free spirit, Tom. Yes, you are. Well, that's good because I've been called a lot of things lately, so that's better. <laughs> no, you're, you're a very big free spirit. You can only change yourself, but now is the time to unleash your free spirit, not to try to blend in and be the same as everyone else. So I would suggest right now, you know, forget what everybody else is doing around you and concentrate on what you need to be doing yourself. And that's going to help you right now more than anything. Um, Let's see what else we got. Okay. And I also get the angel card, which is my, one of my favorites because I love angels and the angel card really pretty much means uh, soon you will encounter a person or events that will benefit you in ways that seem to have angelic, origins you may be called an angel 
So maybe when you are working with someone next, you know, you're going to have a lot of angels around you helping you. And, you know, they might think of you as an angel, too, because of what you're able to what you're going to be able to do to heal them. Cool. And that might be coming up in your future, too, pretty soon. And then it says, um, I get the sage card. Um, and that says, look at your situation with mature, experienced viewpoints of a wise person. Examine some situations about the aging process and mastery. Does that mean anything to you? Means I'm getting older. I better pay attention. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, you know, we all are. But you seem like a very mature person. So, you know, I'm sure you have a viewpoint of a wise person, too, as this, the card says. So that's going to help you, too, with this person that you're helping with the angels. You know, you're going to be able to look at a very wise perspective of it instead of like a child's perspective of it. You know, you're, you've got the wise, you know, intuition going on right now. So I, I think that pretty much sums it up is, you know. That's what you need to be doing. You need to, to really look for your own thing going on, not worry about others. Um, be a free spirit like you are and call those angels in to help you whenever that you need that help. And you're going to be helping someone that really needs it soon. And, and they're really going to think a lot of you. Not that anybody doesn't already, but this person <laughs> really is going to, you're going to make a very high impact on this person. Okay, very cool. All right. Awesome, Misty. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Terry, you ready? I'm going to try to just pull some cards. I just do a, like a basic general. Do you have anything you want to ask or do you just want a general? No, I'm good. Whatever whatever okay. you get, it's fine with me. He's been asking everyone if his hair will ever grow back. I don't know if that's... I, have, I know how to grow your hair back. I know how to grow your hair back. If you my believe hair, me, I will is, give you the recipe. It doesn't show yeah. too good in here, but there's actually hair here, but I'm, I'm real lightheaded, so... Okay, so this is about Okay, so th this this reading is kind of talking about how <clears throat> it's about your work. It's saying what's up with you? You're really lucky in work and you really love your work and you're trying to make a decision in work right now. Um it's it's about doing something to really give hope to a lot of people. It's kind of what you're supposed to be doing, or it's to continue kind of unpredictably going through your life and at high speeds. <laughs> um, and you can't really decide what you're going to do. And the advice here is not to doubt what you already are driving towards. So um, it's saying it's about the five of cups reversed with the priestess reversed with the nine of wands reversed with justice. So what I get from that is, um, you have gotten to a point to where you do hear your intuition, but there was a long time where it was very quiet and you really couldn't have a chance to make a decision about your work because of that. And I feel like you put your guard down. And I think you talked about this before the podcast to that to the woman who helped you out. Um, and that brought about being more in touch with your intuition and saying that if you acknowledge the doubts that you have about your willpower and, and my guides are kind of coming through saying sometimes you wonder if what you're doing is good or not. 
is for the better good or not. And they're just saying, and the cards are saying, just keep sticking involved with what you most love doing. And uh, it says you're dealing. Also, you're going to be dealing with some ignorant people soon coming up and stay involved despite of them, despite them of them. Yes. Um, so coming forward, we have new friends and uh, I feel like there's a third person coming to your. I think there's a third person coming to work with you, too. And they're 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 wanting to they're wanting this. We, we, we've got them. They you might not know them because we got them spying on you. And they, they really want to connect. So I think there's someone who wants to work with both of you on something. It might not be this podcast. Is it the podcast? It's something totally different. I got the Ten of Cups reversed for a no. If it's the podcast, then I get the death card. So they want to work with you on something different. Mm-hmm. And I get Princess of Pentacles. I feel like this this is usually a, a female in my deck, but it can be a male. I feel like this would be one of your sons or possibly a uh, student who has ideas and they're very smart <laughs> and logical. And um, I feel like they will come to you through someone you work with and they're already spying on you because they know of you through someone one of you works with in another format. But is it about the magic? Yes, it's about, he's an empathy advisor, this guy. And um, I think this is that princess or princess of pentacles and knight of pentacles. I think this is how you find out that person through this guy. So this is someone you know from work. He's a, he's a cat, Siby's <laughs> cat. Yes, and he, uh, he drinks a lot. He's a king. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a very sweet and sensitive, good businessman, really knows how to make money, really knows how. And he knows how to tell you like what you need to hear the right way without making you feel bad. So this person is really eloquent. So I feel like that guy's coming along for you guys. I don't know what he's going to want to do with you guys yet, though. I'm still not getting an answer on that. And it's just saying, it's just telling me how long he's wanted to ask, like, present this to you. And that's all it's telling me. So uh, how will you react? You like it. I get the eight of swords reversed. And um, that's like, oh, I've been looking to solve this problem. And I've been stuck in my head about it. And this person helps you solve a problem. And it has to do with like kind of melancholy, not making this decision about your work. So um, maybe he'll help you give you give you the direction you need for your work. I kind of feel like that's what it's about. And just like there's some ignorance coming up, just goes through it. That's what I'm getting. And then you, you get the four of wands. So uh, that's just a celebrations card. And I feel like that's around the time you meet this guy who may want to do something with you guys. Um, so if you have like a wedding coming up or uh, any other kind of events coming up, that's usually the timing for that, you know, with the four of wands. So. There you go. I hope that helps out. Thank you so much. That's awesome. You're welcome. Well, guys, you know, this is cool. Uh, We're we're at our end of our time, so we probably ought to kind of wrap up. I just uh, ask you girls, um, you know, if there's anything you want to kind of leave the audience with. Missy? Well, you know, I can provide some homework. I sure can. (laughs) Um, I think that we all have learned, you know, that... Today, we really need to listen to our inner voices and and make decisions using our inner voices as well and quit listening to those outside voices. And so I I think that we should all try to keep that in mind as we go through our day, as we go through our week, as we go through our life. Um, And just remember that, you know, we're not alone. We have lots of angels and God's helping us along the way to make the right decisions as we go. Lisa, what do you think? Beautiful. 
listeners and watchers, I would say uh, do something nice for yourself today. Nice. doesn't have to cost money. Just enjoy yourself and love yourself on yourself and um, yourself. do whatever makes you feel good. You don't have to spend money, but if it makes you feel good to spend money, do it. <laughs> That's my advice. And uh, if, uh, if you guys have any advice for our listeners, we'd love to hear it. Tommy? Yeah, I would just think with the psychic stuff, everyone has that ability, but don't let it be clouded by your need, your wants over your needs. Yes. Good advice. Yes. A lot of people that turn to the psychic world to try to um, solidify their point of view. And maybe that wasn't the right point of view to begin with. Mm-hmm. It becomes clear. Interesting. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I do too. Cool. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'll just leave the listeners with this. If you want to get involved with psychic stuff, um, you know, the girls here will be happy to help you out with their website and so <laughs> forth. And there is uh, lots of books, but, you know, uh, journey begins with the first step. If you sit and do nothing, nothing's going to happen. You yes. keep moving mm-hmm. forward. And if even if it's in here, back, even if it's yeah. a step in here, even two steps back, eventually you'll not be Absolutely yes. true. So step keep moving. It's nothing's going to harm you. You're highly protected. And yes. if you're not, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he will hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> he will hook you up and make mm-hmm. it all good. So um, I will say at least uh, on behalf of uh, our side of this podcast, the Metaphysical Mysteries, thank you all for being here. And uh, we'll be back uh, next month with a uh, another exciting guest or two. And uh, I'll turn it over to uh, Lisa and Misty, whatever you want to say to finish this out all right well terry and tom i'd like to say thank you so much and misty as always thank you and i'd like to thank our sponsor everclear everclear is an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve and lastly i want to thank the listeners we love you bye peace out bye those men exist metaphysical mysteries i'm gonna find out right now